comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic Homeland the... Intervention right, Enforcement yeah. Logistics Division. Can I get, can get a new name for that? Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us shoot. So mom and dad are away. It looks like the the kids get to play today. Yeah, it's uh, the chickens running the hen house. Yeah, scary as that may be. This is Russ, and I'm joined with returning guest or returning returning podcaster, whatever you want to call it, Mr. Ken Morgan. Guest, I'm I'm reduced to guest now, huh? I know that I, that sounded funny when I said it. So our long lost brother, Mr. Ken Morgan. Russell, how are you? Fantastic. John and Brad are off on assignment today, so uh, you get stuck with me and Ken. I've been looking forward to coming back on. I've been listening to a couple more episodes of the Shield, and I've been yelling at my radio, my MP3 players, thinking, you forgot this, you forgot that, or I so want to join in. And so I said, I, I want to get in on this again. And uh, so here I am. I, after a pretty good episode, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So after the uh, the episode the the mid-season finale whatever you want to call it the the previous episode john had put something on facebook about uh uh he thought the show took a turn downhill with that episode and i just commented back i was like i I don't i don't think we're watching the same show yeah (laughs) and i i think uh i kind of made mention that i thought the bridge uh, that that this next episode would kind of be a turn for this show, and I think as we'll get into, I I I think that's I, I, my feelings still hold. So yeah, and that's something I've seen before with uh, a lot of shows that have this arc. This is over a season long arc. You'll you'll have a subplot or you have something going on that is going to be half the season, and it will kind of wrap up or get at least to a degree of closure. But then it'll kick something else off for the next the next bit and and that's i think what we got over these last two episodes was was the 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 ending of one or a transition to the next to the next part the next phase yeah i guess we have to do i have to do a little bit of a of a mea culpa i don't think we addressed this on a past show but it's something that i made as a glaring uh mistake and i it's i think it's just one of those times where your brain just sees something a certain way even though it's not that way and it was after the Thor episode. I kept calling it the, the, the. the no, you were calling it correct. Armor. No, you were calling it the Berserker item. You were just associating it with the Destroyer. I was, yeah, I was, I was misassociating it. Yeah, I caught, that's that's one of the things that I was yelling at my my radio for. And uh, yeah, now that said, let's go down that path. Yeah, the Berserker is the Berserker, or was the Berserker a a something we've seen in comics before? Something they took and ran with. Not that I recall, but I am not super steeped in Thor mythology, so uh, nothing nothing that comes to mind right off the top of my head. It sounds like something, if it was in there, it'd be like either either the Kirby run 
Yeah. Or the or Simonson. I mean, one or the other. I think it. I think it was. It sounds certainly sounds familiar, and it does sound like something they would have ran with. One of the things I, I before we get into the episode proper, I'll, I'll digress a little bit. I was listening to Daryl Taylor um, from the Taylor Network podcast. Uh, pointed me to a link from, and I listen to this podcast somewhat frequently, but somewhat infrequently. I guess every now and then, I guess is is the best way to put it. And that's John Suntress's Word Balloon podcast. And I guess it was back in uh, late October, because it was right before Thor came out or right after, I guess it was early November. Um, He had Jeff Loeb on the show talking about the Marvel TV universe, and they had, uh, it it was a pretty good interview. It lasts, like, don't be deterred by the episode. The episode itself is like three hours long, but it's only the first, I'd say, 45 minutes or so that is this conversation with Jeff Loeb. And they talk a lot about, Things going on in Marvel TV, of course, he couldn't say anything. This was right after the Netflix announcement, so he couldn't say anything about that at all. I mean, we, we know more now than than uh, they announced at the time. But he had a few things to say about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and a lot of it stems from some of the criticism and how they're handling it. Uh, and Suntress asked him, you know, are they you know, making course corrections or anything like that? And Loeb kind of said, well, they, they're so far ahead with with shield or or they were at that point you know we know the pilot was done what like a year in advance of of air almost yeah something like that yeah and and then they got a they got notified pretty early that they were getting at least the the front 13 episode order so they they went to work pretty quick so but he did say you know that they do listen to you know what the fans and what the audiences are reacting positively and negatively to, it is something that that they do take into consideration. He didn't make it seem like you know they're immediately going to you know make any changes because, like I said, a lot of it uh, at this point is in the can. Uh, but I do know that they're kind of going back and re- and shooting the the back the back nine, I guess, as it were, at this point. So I would be curious to see if maybe that back nine, if if we get some adjustments to some of the things that people have been critical of or uh, we get some 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 changes to to what's going on but I, I just thought that was kind of interesting the other thing he mentioned was you know that the, Suntress kind of said well I think people were expecting something to be a little more not dark but maybe a little edgier and you know they both kind of said well it, you know it, it it very much is an ABC show in this seven o'clock time slot uh, right, eight, eight o'clock, eight right. o'clock central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, eight Eastern Pacific and seven Central, and it just has to fit with that kind of show. Uh, so I thought that was interesting as well. You know, th- those two things combined. Yeah, that that makes sense. It, it, you're right. It's an eight o'clock show. It can only do. It's going to be safe. It's it's an ABC show. It's effectively a Disney show. It, it's going to be safe. But that said, it it. it Gone edgier. We've had conversations about some of the areas they've gone into. Even some of the fight scenes have, have rivaled some of the things we've seen in PG movies. And certainly the uh, tag at the end of this episode was about as gruesome as we've seen so far, certainly for an 8 o'clock show, as we've said. Talking about listening to fans and making adjustments, certainly most of the concerns that I had or the hopes I had that things that I thought they need to do when I was on last time, uh, I'm seeing a little bit now. We've seen plenty of episodes focused on individual characters or at least giving us more insight to individual characters you guys have talked about those those uh moments 
Um, we had a Fitz episode. We had a Simmons episode. We had a May episode. We had a Ward episode. They were a little probably formulaic to formulaic to that degree that I was like, okay, this one is the one we're going to be we'll, we'll highlight Ward. But at least we got some character some character development on on them. Uh, I think the the biggest thing that's happened that has pleased me is the development of Sky, and I'm still. Find it funny the sky hate I see online. People, you know, don't like her at all. I was confused by her uh, originally because for someone who's this hacker, electronic frontier freedom fighter kind of person who just wants to like get the information out there at all costs, fell into Shield and fell in line with Shield pretty quickly for that. And it, it it's like, okay, there's something more there. And and yeah, we found out. Yeah, sh- that's not her motivation. She she had a clear motivation to get in the shield because of uh, her parents and trying to find out what happened, her, where she came from, where her parents were. The, the kind of person who would want to join shield and be in shield is, is really the kind of person she, she is and wants to be. And, and it made that transition make a lot more sense to me. And I'm looking forward to see her uh, grow more as, as an agent, as a field agent. And she, she's going to be, ultimately, I think she has potential of being kind of the best of both worlds, both the, uh, uh, the tactical tech techie, not techie, but you only got techie with the computers uh, and hacking ability, but also a very capable field agent. We've seen her go through her training with, with Ward and actually seen her kind of clumsily get her way through it, but she was very competent in this episode. Little cliche in her delivery from t- at times when she was uh, posing as May or using trying to trying to be May. Yeah. Uh, but, but otherwise very competent and uh, confident uh, in the field. I I agree with you a hundred percent. I I think this was again when we talk about the show or the, or the show taking a turn. I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, kind of touching like we mentioned earlier on the whole time slot thing. It, it's funny. There's two there's two things that I'll two unscientific uh, uh, pieces of evidence that I will submit uh, in in how the show. And while it may upset the fanboys and, and some of the, the diehards, I think is what's going to help make this appeal to, to a mass and a wider audience uh, overall. But one of the guys I work with um, is a big comic book fan. I mean, he goes and sees all the movies and stuff like that, and we kind of chit-chat from, from time to time about stuff. And he, he's got a son that's, I think, like seven or eight uh, years old, maybe six. And he really likes Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and... Uh, my buddy at work feels really comfortable letting him watch it. Like, you know, there, there's a few things that get a little intense, but nothing really out of the ordinary. I mean, certainly more tame than any of the movies. But my buddy's also a fan of Arrow, and I know it, it seems like a, sh- a show can't go by where we don't <laughs> mention Arrow, but um, I will only mention it as a, as a comparison. But he, he loves Arrow. Like, he, my, my buddy really likes Arrow, um, but he will not let his son watch it. I mean, his son is like, oh, you know, I want to watch the show Arrow, and he's like, "Yeah, you're you're not you're not ready for that yet." <laughs> and he's like, "It's not that it's a bad show; it's just it's it's just too it's too mature; it's too it's too yeah. adult." Um, and the same thing with my niece. My niece is is uh, is is nine years old, and she loves all the Marvel movies and and loves to loves to watch all that stuff. She really likes the the agents agent of Shield show, but she has no interest in Arrow whatsoever. So. For for as much of the old fogies that kind of gripe, I, I think they need to put it in a little perspective that this show has potential to kind of reach that in between age of you know the cartoons which which have kind of gone skewed 
younger to like you know the five to seven year olds with Avengers Assemble and Ultimate Spider Man and Hulk and the Agents of Smash, and and you know some of the 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 upper tier of the movies. So I I think I think that's something that we can kind of put in perspective from time to time and maybe cut the show a little slack. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I I don't think I know I did not have the expectation of getting a a Marvel movie every week. Um, I expected, I don't know what, what I, for sure what I expected. Um, we've compared it to uh, Fringe or even a, or Alias uh, as well. And I think that's better. It's, it's a weekly series. It's going to develop. It's going to have an ongoing plot. And it's going to have a, it's an ensemble cast. So we're going to have to take some time to get to know his characters. I've mentioned the phrase, uh, you know, uh, the writers getting to know the actors and getting to know their strengths and writing to the actors. Um, we're going to see even more of that. Like I said, they probably had a, a good number of scripts um, already written even before they started filming. They're certainly, I'm sure, writing scripts now, um, or at least in production now, with having experience with these actors, and we're going to start seeing them get more comfortable. I think we're already seeing that a little bit, and that's probably as much as the actors tweaking their own performances as anything else. Um, you know, like, Ward is certainly not as wooden as it used to be, uh, for example. It's it's I think it's found it's finding its legs, it's God's legs. I think people do need to give it a break. I don't know really what the gripe is. I just see a lot of people, negative comments like, "Oh, I watched it for one episode. Well, great, you didn't give it a shot." So congratulations. I personally thoroughly enjoy the show every week and and looking forward to more. Yeah, I I totally totally agree. Um, so I guess to to get into the to to the episode proper. So this is episode. 11, The Magical Place, uh, which implies the whole Tahiti thing, which, uh, of course, given where we left last episode, not surprising. Not to jump ahead, if there's any one line, one moment that was delivered perfectly, it was that moment in this episode when Coulson said A Magical Place and then, like, just, he basically completely broke down and, like, yeah, 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 we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But we find out it's been 36 hours since the end of the bridge. Uh, so at this point, we don't know where Mike Peterson is. Uh, and th- to digress a little bit here, that was the one really big complaint I had with this episode is the fact that they put J. August Richards' name in the credits in the beginning totally spoiled it for the fact that he was going to show up in this episode and he wasn't dead. Now, I was pretty sure he wasn't dead to begin with. I mean, we've seen that with the extremists and with this whole centipede thing that these people basically have have superpowers and and they can pretty much come back from incredible physical impairment i mean we saw that in iron man 3 as well but it would have been kind of cool to not know how fast they were going to bring him back and to just see it in that in that stinger at the end of the episode i think that would have been so much more powerful yeah i honestly i generally and i'm bad at this i don't really even look at the opening credits i'm so focused on what's going on especially because the way they always they they put him over the action, so right. I really don't even see him. So I didn't see his name in the credits. Um, what I did um, scold myself for was completely missing when Raina said she was taking care of their other guests. That of course, who else would there be their other guests? Yeah, yeah. Again, we start out thirty six hours later, and one of the things that again with this episode that really accentuated, and we kind of saw it in an earlier episode, is this group acting like a true team. Uh, you know, we see that the, the, the boat has kind of been infested with 
a bunch more shield agents and we've got you know victoria hand uh saffron burroughs character uh victoria hand making a comeback which i thought was awesome um i really like the way she handles that character i mean she's kind of like the uh the the character you love to hate yeah she she i got more of them of the hand agent hand that i would have expected out of this episode she was certainly playing by the rules and you know very you know this is the way it is in the previous episode where we saw her but now that she's in command the top dog uh like the line that protocol crap matters to me you know she she definitely has the sense of right or wrong right up there with the way uh, like a maria hill uh, but I also like how they went out of their way to show how, how how out of the loop she is on some things, like not understanding why we're going after Coulson, like the way the way they are. Uh, no one agent ever demanded this level of uh, of action. Yeah, and it's funny because Coulson, who you know, just based on the on his stature in the movies, we kind of assume is like this very high level, uh, you know, Shield agent, you know, like right hand almost to to Nick Fury or very close to that. Uh, and when Victoria Hand kind of dismisses the fact that he's only a level agent, level eight level agent, um, assumes that there's a lot more levels uh, in here that that we're just not getting at this at this point. Mm-hmm. That and the fact that, you know, she mentions Fury and, and Maria Hill by name as to how invested they are in getting Coulson back to the point of, you know, we kind of see it on the map. They've got operations going on at this point all over the world you know, trying to hit centipede facilities and and to to try and, you know, triangulate where Coulson is. Indeed. But uh, so that's kind of when we first start to get the like I said, that we see we see the the core cast acting as a team. Uh Yeah, that's where that's, I was trying to struggle to find something to say. That that that's this team is a family meaning they are at each other's throats constantly, but when the world comes at them, they they just huddle together back to back and defend each other. You know the way Fitz was ready for blood and radio attack. Um, yeah, and uh, you know even even May in her way using using Scott getting Sky out in the field. Yeah, that was a cool twist because at first you're just like, damn, she's pretty cold blooded. I mean, just mm-hmm. like just. No, she does not belong, you know. But on she's this. like, she answered the question honestly. No, she, she is of no use on this plane. That's right. She, because she's much better out there. Yeah. And look what she was able to do. Yeah, and that was really cool. And just the whole bit. I mean, it, you know, where they give her the sat phone and they tell her, you know, that they're coming to get you. You know, or, you know, and you have twelve minutes. That did, did that kind of throw you off a little bit? Like when they showed her off the plane and she was trying to get. You know, on the on the net, like hitting a either a coffee shop or an internet cafe. I was a little confused for a minute and thought she escaped from the plane. But I guess that that was you know. Then in kind of retrospect, you look at it and it's like, no, they want her off the plane. And then she's scheduled to do a separate debrief, and and you know she's just she's out basically at, at that point is is what was going on. Right. It, it just kind yeah, of took me. She wasn't taken into custody. She wasn't under arrest. She didn't escape custody or anything like that. She just didn't show up for her debrief or didn't stick around to be debriefed. And I, it's funny because I I guess it, it's just all interpretation. When Ward said, "Yeah, they're coming for you in twelve minutes," I took that as meaning. She had twelve minutes to do something on the plane, like, and then when That's they showed, what I thought initially as well, yeah, 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 and then when they showed her off, I was confused for about a second, and then I was like, okay, I get it. They they booted her, and in you know, twelve minutes, the guys were going to come to boot her off the plane. So she had she had twelve minutes to to get out of there and get get clear, yeah, and get all her 
stuff, like whatever whatever it was she's going to take. Um, yep. And it was kind of funny how she, you know, put the pieces together, and then and then the one bit where she dials the phone by using the that that the stick. Bracelet. Yeah, the, well, yeah. So she was kind of out of range of of the phone, um, but was still able to use it. I thought that was oh yeah yeah yeah. That was kind of that was kind of funny. Kind of you know, it's one of those um, like NCIS tech moments for me that irritate me sometimes when things they show things happening with tech that are that I you know know are pretty impossible. Like no matter what device she comes up to and tries to use it, the shield you know logo shows up with the you know the the denied or whatever it said below it and i'm like really that <laughs> um but, but i get it true yeah they're, yeah they're kill switch and everything <laughs> yeah maybe it's maybe it's more true than we we'd like to believe if it's uh it, what, what they say in the avengers if it's uh if it's got a camera it's ours or whatever yeah 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 i guess that that does set that that precedent up it does it does don't don't kid yourself and it says watching everything even this show yeah uh Apparently has a credit card or whatever was able to buy or buy a jacket. Rather nice jacket too, but she really hooked on to the uh, the Melinda May angle. Yeah, I thought that was cool because that that kind of showed a couple things. One, that she she respects May, even though you know she thinks that the two of them have a huge beef, but she respects you know who she is and and the fact that you know she's a badass. So she's kind of kind of channeling May as opposed to like channeling Ward or channeling you know Coulson or or you know anybody else? I mean, that's who she picked to to kind of um, as as her ideal you know shield agent uh, persona. But I think you kind of alluded to it earlier in the in the show, Ken. I think personally, and I hope I hope they stick with it. But and maybe people disagree, but I think this was kind of a turning point episode for Sky as a character. Uh, I think her delivery was much more solid. I didn't have eye rolling moments. She wasn't put on the, you know, the valley girl kind of, you know, typical Whedon-y speak uh, in when she was saying stuff. It just sounded a little more natural. She was a lot more believable uh, in her role and in, in what was going on. And I, I just really hope that, that that they stick with that and that, you know, that she's kind of found her voice and, and that we move forward like that. Yeah, I mean, the only problem, and it's not even a problem, is, is when she was playing up the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent role, some of her dialogue wasn't quite what I expect a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent to say, but then again, she's not a she's not a true trained S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, so she right. wouldn't say it the, the, the right way. She, but I just really wanted to say, I'm Melinda A. May, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but she didn't say it that way. I really yeah, yeah. want her to say agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. The bit about the fridge I thought was funny, too, because it just, it totally fits with every, you know, everything has a one-word, you know, description for stuff, you know, with, with the hub and... What was the? Well, that that is where they were taking the guy. They they got on the roof. They were taking him to the fridge. Oh, were they? Oh, okay. I thought I I missed that. I thought that was something. Oh that yeah, she... yeah. That's not. That's 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 a real place. Um, but it's funny because she acted like you know she played it off as she knew exactly what it was, uh, even though she probably has no clue as to as to what it was. <laughs> um, just to scare that the uh, that guy. But I thought that was. Well, uh... What what do they call the the thing where they were gonna launch the alien thing into space? That's what I was trying to what think. Was it wasn't the moon. Or no, 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 it was, it was like it was um, the conveyor or something, or the the slingshot, the slingshot. Yes. yes, that's exactly what it was. The slingshot. Yes, but then a couple surprising things happened happened in this. I mean, I, I thought it was a little surprising that Coulson kind of broke down when he did. I mean, I get it because I think as much as much in tune as he is to kind of being a good soldier and following the rules. 
he's still desperate to find out what happened to him. He's very desperate to find out what happened to him. It's been gnawing on him and bugging him for, you know, since the, the show started. We've seen that grow over the last several episodes. I think it got it. it it's between the uh, uh, the episode with with the Berserker staff when he almost touched it because he wanted to find his memories. Uh, the the nightmare he woke up from catching himself whenever he says it's a magical place. But you're right. He's he's a soldier. He's he's trained to resist inter- interrogation. He was perfectly content or personally perfectly capable of resisting Poe and and his technique. But Raina got him where he was most vulnerable, which is to find out he really needs to find out what happened to him. And yeah. he was even doing a pretty good job holding up uh, until she said Tahiti. And, and I said, that that was the moment for me, and that's what sold it for me about him breaking when he said it's a magical place, and he just conceded, is like I keep saying that, you know. And she's like, don't you want to know why? And he realized, yes, I want to know why, and he was more than happy to find out at that point. I completely bought the that. I mean, I saw the breaking point when he sure. said, yeah. it's a magical place," and you saw it in his face and his eyes when he caught himself, and and that was the moment where he decided he was going to do this. The the hard sell the, the 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 torture he was he could have done that until as he said I die or I get rescued, um, but but her soft sell approach um, he he had no choice because he he needs to know it was a whole the whole scene was was great that said of every theory that we've ever discussed or seen online or talked about I never would have expected to see what I saw I was surprised they killed off Poe. That, that surprised me. That's another one of those turning points. Yeah. Um, he never really worked for me that well, honestly. A little one note. Yeah, he is. Reyna, at least in, as of this episode, has become a little more interesting to me anyway as, as a character. Want to know more about her. I want to see more about her. I want to know her experience in the machine. I'm not expecting a sudden connection between Coulson and her over this. No, no, no. But I'm expecting to see more interactions between them uh, I, yeah. based on this experience. Uh, but I think the clairvoyant is going to take the, take the center stage as far as the leader of this group and, and yeah. not Poe. But what's interesting, did you pick up on how he was killed? Uh, yeah. he uh, She put the phone up to It almost seemed like he was kill-switched like the others. But look look at what happened. It was an audio signal or something from the phone and the effect on his face with the veins was very similar to the device that's Obadiah Stane using Iron Man 1 against the uh, the terrorist. Oh, it's an audio device and you got the th- effect on the veins going around oh, the yeah, yeah, ears yeah. out. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow, that's an awesome catch. And especially since they're they're tying this in with Extremis and everything else, that, right. that, that totally makes sense. There's two things w- with that. One, I almost think that Reyna has her own agenda. She seems a little too enamored with the um, with the clairvoyant, almost like too um, like she wants to know too bad who he is, or to be in contact with him, or to be in his good graces. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost seems like a bit of a like it's it's too much. Um, I chalk that up to like a like a. Charles Manson fangirl kind of moment, like she's just so enamored with the concept of this guy that she really wants to be in his presence. I, I, that's where I kind of put all that. But it could be she's playing him and just trying to get more. That's what I think. I think she has her own agenda, and somehow she's she's trying to get him to fit into it. Um, and the other thing 
because they keep making such a point about the clairvoyant and that we don't we don't see him or hear him something tells me that that character is going to be either somebody they pull from the books or from the Marvel universe as a whole I I should say or somebody that we will know when when the reveal happens I I just I just think they're they're going way out of their way to 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 keep him in the background but but yet still mention him right well, maybe I think we'll find him before the season's over. I, I think so. If nothing else, that might be the big, you know, cliffhanger reveal as we, you know, yeah. we find out who he is. Yeah, very possibly. The uh... the other bit to, to get back on the Colson thing about him breaking. Uh, the other thing that had a lot to do with that, and they brought this up before as well, and this kind of goes back to the Avengers, is the fact that that Colson had the the relationship with the cellist, and Reyna definitely used that to. Kind of, kind of make for Coulson to make that emotional connection to. Yeah, he talked about her in the bridge too. Yeah, with, yeah. With Ward. So it was kind of again one of those things they keep bringing up, and obviously, with him being the good soldier, you know that relationship had to suffer, and then you, you know it's 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 going to be hard for for that to be repaired at the at this point. Yeah, I I would expect that uh, as this series continue, maybe not even this this season, uh, season two, maybe uh, we'll see her. She'll she'll come. She'll she will make an appearance. Yeah, that would be cool. That would I would, I would expect that. Uh, another point I want to uh, talk about turning points of the show and change of focus. I uh, went in the clairvoyant. Uh, that's definitely. Uh, one of Coulson's new quests now is to find out about the clairvoyant and what he is. He made a point in the bridge talking about how uh, there, there's no uh, psychics um, right. in the list. They're, they don't exist. They're a myth. Uh, yet this guy does know things. He knew personal things about Coulson. He didn't go as far as to mention or to say that he bought Rainier's thing about how he, he knows what the president dreams about, but he certain, she certainly knew things about Coulson that he kept private. So he wants to know how she knew that. So right. uh, finding the consultant or the consultant, excuse me, finding the clairvoyant is definitely going to be the, the, the major focus of the second half and probably leading up into the series, the season finale. Yeah. What if the clairvoyant is not a person, but it's like some kind of crazy super computer AI, kind of like uh like, you know, person of interest or something like that. This, this just massive supercomputer that just churns on everything. Because they make a point of saying that the clairvoyant knows all things that all people are, are thinking. Like, it, it's almost like omnipotent or omniscient, I guess I should say. Keep, I keep going back to using S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to, to world build and, and to do something that's going to help us lead into Avengers 2. And, and something like that would definitely fit in there with, with what they're doing with Ultron. But I don't think they'd go quite that far with this guy. I think it's going to end up being a person. They've we've talked. You, you guys talked about the science and magic of, in Thor. Science is magic. Magic is science. But I would love to see them start to go down the path of of a psychic uh, or proper magic. Maybe not in this show, but at least introduce the idea of it through the clairvoyant to set us up for something more more like that. Uh, especially since we're going to have Scarlet Witch in the movie. Uh, they can, well, she's more chaos, but. Uh, or it, 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 it could be something very cool. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a person, not 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 a technology. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think I think it'll be 
an interesting reveal either way. I don't I don't right. see it as something that we're just gonna that's gonna disappoint. I, I think they're gonna do something really interesting with with that. I love the plane. That plane is just awesome. The way it did the uh, the turn. Yeah. Yeah. That the the turn turn the 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 sunroof the whole deal. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking at those uh, turbines, the engines on that thing. It it was definitely um, a similar effect or a similar scaled down certainly technology as the turbines that uh, propel the helicarriers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. You got a good look at them during the during the turn, especially when they uh, re-engaged for forward forward thrust. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was a cool turn. I, I was expecting something when she said hold on, uh, and as soon as I saw them them switch to like a, a vertical angle, I'm like, no way. She's gonna do a, a just just spin it in place, and that's exactly what it, it was. It was a cool effect. Yeah, I, just every time they do something with that plane, it just it really impresses. me. Oh, and 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 we we talked about Sky before, and you know the respect this team has for for Coulson. We can't let go her. Uh, don't touch Lola. Yes, yes, that was a nice touch, and and kind of a you know doing doing one for uh, for Coulson there. That, yep, that was yep, got his back. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. But and if you caught in the previews, we'll see Lola fly again. Yes, episode. yes, next week. Yeah. But I, I mean, uh, even when they show that plane, like from an overhead still shot, it just it just really impresses me. It's just a really cool piece of equipment. I mean, I just I really I mean, as, as big of a fan as I am of the helicarrier, uh, I think that's really cool. But that plane is just pretty badass. I just I, I just it, something happens every few episodes that make me go. That is a really cool plane. Oh, one one more thing from the Loeb interview on Word Balloon in in the episode The Hub. One of the things that that Simmons said was, "Oh, wait till you see the Triskelion." She got yes. kind of a throwaway line. Yes. And so Loeb can, did confirm. I guess this may be considered a spoiler. I don't think so. We've we've kind of seen it in the trailer. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Pretty obvious. I mean, we all expected that's what that is. But he confirmed that yes, that is the Triskelion in Winter Soldier. In Cap Cap Two, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it. We 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 thought maybe we that the the base that was ultimately the uh, in Avenger in the Avengers first Avengers. We yes. thought that could have been, or it could have been the raft, or it could have been any number of things, but it was. It wasn't. It was just a, a, a research facility. But yeah, you saw that building. There's, there's no way that wasn't what it was. Right. Um, and then when, we, when it was named in, in, in this show, yeah, that's that's cool that he confirmed that though. It was kind of a cool connective tissue. It's one of those those real subtle connective tissues, you know. So technically, we got our first, you know, official mention of that in the show, and it's we're going to officially see it for the first time. In the movie, which is kind of, you know, not how this has been happening. Usually we see something in the movies and then they, they port it over into the show. So I thought that was kind of cool. And this is definitely what I've been, I've been hoping for this show. I mean, let this show, this is, this is weekly world building of this whole cinematic universe that we're doing. And uh, that's a good example of it. The, the, the show introducing us, giving us an introduction to something. Yeah. I think it's a given that Coulson's going to be a part of Avengers 2. I think so too. I haven't heard that yet for sure. But uh, he's been so present in the Marvel Universe. It makes sense that he wasn't in Thor, considering where they have him. The Avengers still think he's dead, uh, supposedly. But I, I think he's got to be in uh, in the movie. But uh, it would be cool for somebody, some of these other characters to, to, to be in there as well a little bit. Especially today, after listening to the, to the Loeb interview, and he talked about budget and time and everything else. I, th- I think there's a way that they might be able to kind of kill two birds with one stone, as it were. Yeah, I still I still maintain that when they do finally get around to filming Avengers two, 
that it would be zero effort in order to get a Robert Downey Jr. or a Chris Evans cameo on this show uh, into a tag or something. Just film it on the set of Avengers 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess the the big thing um, before the, the kind of the post-episode stinger is, I guess we could talk about the Coulson reveal or the partial, I, I say partial reveal at this point, but finally kind of tuned in and we kind of saw what was going on where He's quote in Tahiti, kind of getting the massage, and we see it's it's a female doctor, um, and and it was kind of a cool effect the way they could just kind of fade it in and out between him, like seeing the Tahiti, you know, the the that in the background, and then him in an operating room, uh, and the doctors coming in, and then we see Ron Glass's character come in, and he's like really upset over what they're doing, and Coulson because they couldn't make him unconscious for what they were doing he's literally just like screaming and excruciating pain and i was not expecting this at all this was really actually kind of creepy but we see this crazy machine with all these needles and i couldn't tell at first i thought maybe they were reconstructing his brain and i was like why would they be doing that that's what i thought because he was he was his Death was basically from a stab wound it wasn't right. from a, a, a electrical shot blaster you know technology like that it was it was he was stabbed that's that's what i thought but uh, it turns out later on it sounds like that was that was the moment that was how they were yeah changing his memory well and then i thought too well maybe he was dead for like a month or something like that and and like he started to his brain started to like decompose or decay or whatever yep. and they were doing that to kind of just like rebuild tissue um and, and that it could have been that as well but right we, when we get to the end of the episode and he confronts the doctor, which was which was a good scene. He didn't get there until the seventh operation. Yeah, so and I thought we don't know that what we saw was in fact the seventh operation. That could be something later, right? But uh, there's so a couple kind of... things that we saw in that moment that that make me wonder. A couple phrases that that might be clues. They might not be how how Fury moved heaven and earth. How the pain that he went through was ungodly. And yeah. as he was seeing different things, it flashed before his eyes. There was a, a very clear image of what looked like to be space and uh, a, a flash and, a, and an, or a star. That um, there's a theory going around. I think you guys talked about that that this could his his resurrection could be have some Asgardian origin. And, and there's a couple cues in there that we heard that that could very well support that. Yeah, I am. I am not ruling that out at all. I mean, I, I, I think it was cool because we got answers, so people aren't like, "Oh my God, they're gonna drag this thing out forever. We're never gonna know what's going on." They gave us enough to know. Okay, at this point, I feel pretty confident that we can say, Coulson is not a life model decoy. He is not a robot. He's not a cyborg that the Coulson that died was not a life model decoy, Right. that he's not some sort of clone, that from a physical perspective, this is the Coulson that died in the Avengers. This is the Correct. same person. And I, um, for one, am glad for that. Because I, I think a life model decoy would just have been too easy, too simple, and just frankly not very interesting. It cheapens one end or the other, right? If, yeah. If the LMD died in the Avengers, and that was the spark, then it cheapens that moment. If he's an LMD now, then it cheapens the show because basically 
It's not Colson. It's not Colson, and they could they could whack him at any point, and we all know it's not going to stick because they'll just pull another one off the pull shelf. Another one off the shelf. He he. Now, but this can this can go so many different ways. Now, I mean, we can have an arc where we have a, an evil Colson, like we had an evil Angel and Buffy for season two. Sure, uh, because the way he said you, lo- it was very dramatic the way Ron Glass, the Doctor, put it when he's like, you know, you know what you became. And he's like, what did I become? I expect he became this, you know, homicidal, you know, homicidal, sidle, lunatic, raving madman. He's like, you lost the will to live. I'm like, okay, that's very anticlimactic. It sounds like he was worse than just that. Right. So, so what is this knowledge? This, 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 this crack in this facade is going to chip away. He's going to keep picking at. It. He's going to remember more. What is that going to do to Colson? What is he going to become going in the next couple episodes? He, he definitely could start becoming uh, whatever that thing was after those surgeries that they're, they're trying to cover up. Hill made a very specific point the, in the pilot. You know, he can never know. Right. And, and we're going to find out why, because now he does. Yeah. And the, and the cool thing is Ron Glass's character said you'd been, you think you were, you were not dead for eight seconds or eight minutes or eight hours or whatever it was you think you were. It was days. So, he was dead eight days or, or, or several days before they started, pro- I'm guessing, like the first procedure, um, you know, because we saw him. It was a cool cut, you know, where we see we actually see Samuel L. Jackson's fury looking over him and then the body bag zipping up and then. Yeah, I, mean, him off. I think the shot that, that that's those couple of very moments before the body bag were were they were just right from the Avengers. Right. Yeah. 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 By the time they started futzing around with his brain. That could have been months later. I mean, it could have been like, okay, yeah. his, his body's fully healed. Now we have to go in and, and kind of jigger with his memories a little bit. Uh, so there, there's there's still a lot we don't know, which I'm kind of glad that they gave us something so that we're not all just like, it almost gets to the point where it, it starts to distract you from the show because you're, so, yeah. you're just so, uh, you know, focused on, you know, every word he says or everything. And, you know, is that going to trigger something? Should I pay attention to that? And now it's to the point where I think we've learned all we're going to learn from Colson's perspective as far as what he, he may remember bits and pieces here and there. But I think the true mystery of what what specifically happened, um, A, I think they gave us a little bit of breathing room and it can happen down the road some and, and it's fine. But I think it, it, it makes it more interesting to, to get to the truth. One of the things that real quick, and, and talking about this and getting back to some comments uh, on Facebook, um, Victor Marquez, who's who's kind of we've corresponded with us on Facebook about the show a couple a couple times now. Um, he he sent me a, a message that said he was a little underwhelmed that he wasn't a scroll or an LMD or an Android or or a product of Asgardian magic or some you know super soldier or gamma ray or Stark tech or anything else. That you know, he kind of said, "No, he's just a regular guy that got his brain jabbed at by some robot." I don't know that. I don't know about that. And and yeah, exactly. And so I kind of responded back, and I was like, "Well, I said maybe." I said, you know, and and I kind of went into what we just talked about. It's like the brain thing was just about his memories. Like we still don't know what fixed him. It could be right. Stark Tech. It could be Asgardian. It could be whatever. They could have transported him up to. You know, we saw in Thor two, and this yeah. is mild spoiler if you haven't seen Thor two or Thor: The Dark World. They make a, and I thought it was interesting, and I, and it made me think of Shield at the time when Thor goes on about the how powerful um, the the basically the medical science is on Asgard in trying to heal Jane Foster, and I'm like, you know, maybe this is the setting they're going to use 
and I may have mentioned this on the show before, to heal Coulson. So, and it could be, it could be all of the above. The 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 moment we saw, because he's seen all these memories flashback all at once. I mean, that right. that space sequence I I mentioned, that that could have been what he perceived when he was going through the Bifrost. Well, right. at that point, it would have been, it still would have been destroyed. But either way, it, there there was a scene. I immediately thought Super Soldier or some kind of serum. Because we saw a canister with a green glow coming up, and it looked like in the haze there might have been vials in there. Hmm. That could have been gamma. That could have been uh, um, uh, super soldier or the the variant that they were working on. Either either the variant that they that they were working on that Banner was working on, or it could have been yeah. something else. It could be any number of things. Yeah. So he just, he just I guess overall he just felt like it was a bit a bit of a letdown because he feels like the you know the Coulson. Reveals a bit, you know, big part of why you know people watch the show. Um, yeah, and I don't think we got any any confirmation, like you said, of how he came back, uh, what exactly they did. Uh, I think at best we can say is that you're right. This this is Colson. Yeah, Colson died. Colson's alive. They brought him back. We still don't know exactly how. Um, just that he is, and they screwed with his memories. Uh, and there was lots of little clues in that very brief sequence jumbled together. That we are going to spend, I'm sure we're going to spend some time on over the rest of this season, picking at, sure, and, and finding out a little bit more here and there. Because I think it was Poe, or or maybe it was Reyna. It was one of them that said his heart was shredded. You know, and they use that that like specific verbiage. So, yeah. given the fact that we only saw them working on the brain, again, it just kind of adds to the fact that we still don't know. Like, does he have a fake heart? Does he have a real heart? You know, does you know? Again, yep. what what's the scoop here? Um, yeah, we wondered during the. Um, uh, a Kayla Amador episode, you know, she she questioned what did they do with him, and we we kind of all seem to agree that she uh, she saw something with the the backscatter technology. Maybe she saw right. maybe she saw a, a something a technology in him right uh, going on in there that that should be there other than other than just being his behavior. Right. There, there's still a lot we don't know, and and to say that it wasn't one thing or it was another thing, I think we still don't know enough to say anything like that. True. And the other thing, too, you know, that now we know why Coulson, like from a behavioral standpoint, is different. I mean, I think if if nothing else, this episode did a really good job of, of explaining why he's not the same Col- Coulson that we saw in the Iron Man movies and the Avengers and in Thor. Um, although I, I don't I, I never really saw him as a huge departure character wise, especially from from how he was portrayed, I guess, more so in th- in the first Thor movie. But even my wife noticed. I mean, she kind of watches at it, um, yeah. And even she feels like this isn't the same Coulson that I like from you know. See, I Iron still Man. think it is. I, I I don't. I never saw that. I I I keep thinking back of um, the 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 scenes that we see of him away from, I'll say the general public, when we saw him in um, in the consultant short, yeah. just talking with Sitwell. Very you know the banter was there. His and, and the big one I always go to is his scene with Stark and Iron Man too. He's like, "I'm not here for that. If you so much as try to leave, I will tase yes. you and watch Super Nanny while you drool in the corner." Yeah, you know that's the Coulson we're seeing in this episode, day in and day out. He he, when he's not on camera per se, when he's not in front of the public, when he's can be himself, when he's when he's with his team, he got the humor. And I think in the line of work and what he does, he has to. Or anyone has to, or they're going to lose their mind. Right. You know, he, he's he's got that wit. He's got even a little bit of sarcasm to him. 
but he can turn it off. We've seen him turn it off when it has to go off. The way he, yeah. he dealt with Sky when he first gave her the bracelet, that was gone. Right. All right. that was all that, that that stuff was gone, but he definitely can do it when he needs it. Uh, so I, I just saw more of what we had already seen with, with Colson. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I definitely think there there is a little bit different, but I I didn't I'm like you, I didn't take the this is a completely different characterization than we saw, you know, previously. I, I think I think it's a tweaked um characterization. And I, and I think it's a good move for the show because you can't have Colson, while I think a big part of why the Marvel Cinematic Universe works, why those movies works, because I think he adds the right element to it. Um, but I don't think you can have as much of a dry performance when you turn that character into into the lead in a weekly 22 episode television season. Um, it, you have to make some tweaks and, and changes. Yeah. And the fact that they were able to organically give it a reason, g- give him a reason why, you know, they've, they've kind of tweaked that character. I think, I think was good. I, I, yeah, I think they took it, a great it really supporting worked. character and they made him the star. They had to definitely flesh him out and do give him more. Uh, so there's going to be things we do meet differences. So sure. Um, anything else we want to say about Colson in the episode proper? We're getting a little bit longer than we normally are. Yeah. Uh, the only thing about the episode proper is, is I guess the, the Mike Patterson reveal at the end. So well, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. You want to go to the tag? Yeah. 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 We'll go to the tag. Yeah. Uh, and and like you said, it wasn't really a surprise. It probably sh- you know shouldn't have been a surprise between the the, the vague reference Rain said about our other guest. Although there were a couple of surprises uh, in this. I mean, granted he's he's wounded, he's burned. I really didn't expect him losing a leg. I didn't either. Um, and clearly, this is not the same uh, strength or level uh, level of, or at least it's a it's a it's clearly a a variant of extremis in that. His leg didn't grow back, right? Um, but not surprisingly, he's got the eye implant now, right? And there's been some speculation I saw even today that this may be the beginnings of this character becoming the Marvel character Deathlock. Between you know having to replace use cybernetics to replace lost limbs, um, the fact that he's being controlled against his will, which was a, a big component of of one of the Deathlocks that that have been running across the Marvel universe. Could be interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of expected once he showed up and he had the limb missing, and then he, w- there was nobody around that he was going to get the, uh, you know, the the Amador treatment. And then sure enough, when we kind of go to his perspective and see that, but still, it was really cool. I mean, again, yeah, you know, some of these tag tags are, you know, really well done and you know either funny or or you know very. Uh, you know, purposeful. This one I thought was was one of the better ones. Like this is this is a reason, you know, to to stay with the show after that last commercial break. Yeah, this was this was the this was the uh, uh, the story driven, not the not the the fun. Right, right. Which which is fine. I mean, I, I appreciate both for what they what they are. Yeah, because the things you got to remember about Mike Peterson, he's he is fully powered up at this point. He he yep. does not need. Uh, continuing injections of the serum um, that they they said in the bridge, the night night gun stabilized him and helped him absorb the the serum, and he is fully powered up with no need for treatment. Right, and so they've got now have under their control, or at least under their influence, a super soldier. Yeah, uh, it could be right. Yeah, you know, I think we'll see him eventually uh, get 
uh, liberated by shield. They'll remove that implant, maybe replace it with an implant of their own so we can have full vision, enhanced vision. Could be interesting. We'll see where he goes. But in the meantime, he's going to be, uh, they're going to have to deal with him. Yeah. And, they still and, think he's dead. Yeah. And again, they're going to have to deal with him in a negative way. You know, they're going to have to deal with him just like they did Akil Amador. I mean, it's going to be the same. Yeah. You know, a very similar situation. I'll, I'll, I'll say that at least. Yeah, but they, they didn't even, they weren't sure of her motivations or where she was right. at this point. Now they know what the deal is. They know what's going on. Uh, so they are going to. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they handle him. Yeah. Yeah. Because they definitely uh, uh, have a, have sympathy or empathy for him now. He's he's. I'm not gonna go far as say he's part of their team, but he's an ally. Right. So they're gonna want to help him as best they can. I'll tie this into ratings. So I was gonna say yeah. Before we talk about next week, uh, we didn't do that at the top of the show. Do you have ratings? Oh yes, yes. So this this week is up a little bit. I think the last episode, the bridge got a two a two point um, share and then it a two it adjusted up to two point one in the in the ratings plus three. This week was a two point one, which is pretty good because I think things in general are kind of down. Like NCIS is still I think it was still down. I, I'm not sure if that was a a new episode or not. You know, but NCIS started the season at three point four and it's down to two point nine in the demographic. Shield started the the season as a four point six in the demographic and um, is down to a 2.1. So given that the most highly rated, most watched drama on television uh, is a 2.9, and your show, which directly competes against it, is a 2.1 in that demo? Too bad. I, I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I think it's safe to say uh, that that it's going to get a second season order. I, can, I, I don't think it has officially gotten a second season order yet. But I think that's... I don't know it, many shows have announced that yet or gotten those yet anyway, so I don't yeah. think it's anything to worry about yet. Yeah, I think it's a pretty safe bet. And, and unless they really do anything to screw it up, um, I, I think this is a show that we could easily see, you know, th- three to four seasons from. Yeah, I, I still maintain that this is a, a key point, key block, in, uh, key piece of the bigger uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe uh plan uh way the way they they tell the story the way they are enhance the world and and this has a role to play beyond just being a show in and of itself so i think i we're gonna see things be spoon-fed and be teased and be introduced in this show over the the years that will be either then fleshed out or play out or otherwise be reflected in the movies things like the triskelion yeah, I've said it many times, but I, I maintain that they will allow this series to be a lost leader. Not too much of a lost leader, but I think they will allow it to be a lost leader just as, as, a, as a springboard and to keep what they're doing on the cinematic side, which just keeps you know throwing blockbuster after blockbuster out there to keep yeah. it in everybody's mind. And that's something you can't really put a price tag on because you, you know it's just hard to quantify that. So there's that. What do you get what, what, out of five? What do you give this this episode? Uh, because of its being so pivotal, uh, no pun intended with a turning point, you know, turn of the corner, it, it's going to rate higher than it, it, your average, you know, uh, filler episode. This, this is going to be four for me. It, it was, it was pretty solid, had a lot of, uh, key story points in his favor. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to give it a little bit more. I'm going to give it a, a 4.25. Uh, I'm still leaving some room there um, because I I, th- I think there's some going to be some really good stuff to come. But 
uh, it was a great turning point. I think there were there were some things that people complained about that got addressed in this in this episode, and hopefully moving forward we get more like this than than maybe uh, a few episodes that we're lukewarm on earlier in the, in the season. So I'm right. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I I you know the, like I said there was nothing that really made my eyes roll. There wasn't you know much you know logic wise that I felt just really fell flat on its face at all. So. How much do you know about next week's episode other than what we saw in the preview? Anything? Not much. It's called the seed. The um, seed. Well, one if there's a there's something that John always likes to say in that he needs more Marvel in his Marvel Agents of Shield. <laughs> yes. I think he's gonna he has a shot at liking next week's episode. Um, do you know who Donald Gill is? Donald Gill. No, it doesn't ring a bell. Donald Gill was the second, I believe, Blizzard. Oh uh, yes, 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 yes. From uh, was in Iron Man's Rose Gallery, he was a member yes. of Thunderbolts. Well, next week's episode, if you remember, has a lot of uh, snow and storm and ice and yes. etc. The the what I'm looking at right now is uh, on the Agents of Shield Facebook page. Next week, the agents visit Shield Academy and meet student Donnie Gill. He seems like a cool kid. Yeah, I forgot that that was this episode uh, coming up was was so, the Blizzard episode. Yeah, so I mean we uh, now we they call it the Shield Academy. I'm thinking very much like Avengers Academy in the comics. Yeah, uh, Donald Gill, Blizzard, and now we've got all this snow going on. I think we're going to see a uh, a supervillain in the making, possibly. Yeah, and it, as you mentioned earlier, um, we get it, it was clearly Lola flying. Him and May were taking yes. Lola out. They're definitely, I think, playing up a little more. Two things that, based on the preview: one, that Coulson is still trying to search for answers. I think there was a cut to him looking at a file. Um, he still mentioned something about what happened to him. And the the other piece that I think I think one of them was actually not a, a a shot of the upcoming episode. I think it was something they took from a previous episode when Coulson and May had the conversation about keeping from sky her past like that they would they would withhold that um and it looks like after this last episode that colson may be going to reveal more to sky than um than him and may agreed that they wouldn't yeah and i think a lot of that has to do with his experience in this episode uh finding i feel like the, the truth is better out there oh and something i wanted to mention one of the the the, the things he held on to to try to keep himself focused uh, before he finally broke, was uh, the, the idea of trust the system. He spent yes. a lot of time with Sky, trust the system, trust the system, and he's really trying to hold on to that, but he realized the system's working against him. He needed to know more than he needed to just trust the system with it, and I think it's that that attitude or that, that change in position that's going to lead him to uh, to help Sky at least a little bit more, apparently. I think so, and it, and it may be because they're at the academy, uh, we know that Sky, her parentage has something to do with a, a past Shield agent. So right. maybe you know they use that environment to gather some more information. We know that Shield, uh, Sky, the bracelet is off. That Coulson took the bracelet off. That was kind of a funny moment where he that just was a funny moment. Yeah, kind of uttered a phrase. <laughs> That's all it took. So so I like the fact that those two are kind of warming up to each other. Uh, and that the team in general, like we said, is is acting acting like a team. So that so that's good. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to this to this next episode. Yeah, John, being a huge Thunderbolts fan, anytime you mention anyone associated with Thunderbolts, that's gonna that's gonna peak his radar. So, uh, so I'll be curious to see how that goes. Yeah. So uh, I thought he'd be happy with that if we can get uh, 
Who is it? Danny Rand in here? He'll be all set. Yeah, he will lose his his mind. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen, but I just like to throw that out there. No, not with him getting a Netflix deal. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's for sure. When you were saying, you know, trust the system, and and that Coulson is is kind of feeling like the system is working against him a little bit. You know, we've all seen the trailers for Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I think that's a key element in that movie is just how you know yeah. Cap fits. You know, wanting to be a good man and do the right thing and serve his country and be a part of Shield. But he's starting to see that, you know, certain parts of S.H.I.E.L.D. don't act like other parts of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, again, I, I think when people feel like maybe there's not as much connected tissue as they like, I think if they if they really look at some of the nuance, they'll, they'll see that maybe there's more than they think there is. All right, then. Yeah. So I guess that's that's it, unless you got anything else to add. I think we've hit it all. It's been a pleasure being on again. I'm glad we uh, I got to talk about the show. I, I, yeah. I truly, really do enjoy this show. I'm disappointed not enough people like it, but they're usually the same people who just, I don't know, people aren't happy anymore with anything. I, I just really I, I enjoy agree. the show. It's a fun hour every of my, of my week every week. I don't disagree with John, though. More Marvel in my Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would be nice. Um, and I'm looking forward to next week's episode. I agree. So thanks to everybody that participates uh, on the Facebook page. I, I We still have a voicemail out there. Um, we just kind of weren't set up. Uh, to play that tonight, Ken and I were kind of playing around with uh, with some different environments to, to record the show. Um, both of us are pretty big tech heads, so we've been kind of trying, uh, kicking around different ideas for things on the network in the future. So this is kind of a, kind of one of those deals. Uh, but thank you, Victor, for for uh, posting up that comment on uh, or sending us that comment on the Facebook page. Uh, keep them coming, folks. Uh, there is a Agents of Shield Facebook page, but you could also go to Facebook.com slash HHWLOD, which is the HHWLOD Podcast Network's Facebook page, um, where you'll find out everything there is to find out about the network. All the different shows that we have, everything coming up, everything time an episode gets posted for any show, it'll it'll be listed there as well. Um, if you want to call and leave a voicemail for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you can dial 972-798-3830 and just let us know it's for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, hopefully here in the next week or two, we'll we'll catch up on all of those play some voicemails and send us some more uh some more stuff like on the facebook page or send us an email shield podcast at hhwlod.com and we'll be happy to read those on the air uh in a future episode so again ken thanks for stepping in um well like i said brad and john were both away this week uh, hopefully you can be on uh more frequently i'd love to awesome thank you so we'll see you next week for the seed episode 12 good night